You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Yes, indeed. Welcome Into Tomorrow during our 26th year, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. Delighted that you've tuned into the program. Even more delighted when you call in and participate. Stay tuned. We're going to tell you this week's available prizes when you participate on the show, as well as other goodies. This is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, November 5th, 2021. This week, happy birthday to our own Erasmo. Happy birthday. Yes, indeed you do. Happens to have the same birthday as Doris, our property manager in my community. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday, Doris, too. Uh, Doris as well. But <laughs> mostly happy birthday to Erasmo. You had to say it right because he's Italian. Erasmo. Erasmo. Put your hand in the air, too. Put your hand in the air. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, it set your clocks back one hour weekend. So if you're hearing the broadcast on Saturday then you want to be sure and do that tonight before you go to bed. Because you get an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, just what we need, an extra hour of 2021. Um, And if you're listening to the broadcast on Sunday, because many of our stations carry the program Saturday, some on Sunday, several, much to our happy surprise, on both days. Well, if you're listening on Sunday, we hope you set your clock. If not, you wonder why you were late for church. Yeah. Or early. Wait, would they have been, let's see, set the clock back. You would have been early. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully you've adjusted your clocks accordingly. And don't forget the microwave one and and the one on the oven, which everybody forgets about because nobody uses that clock. And those are really the only ones we have to worry about these days because everything else, cell phones, you know, they all update automatically, computers. True. In fact, I don't even know. My newer microwave might update on its own. Maybe. You have one in the control room. Does it update on its own? I don't think so. Well, first you've got to plug it in yeah. <laughs> and set the clock. So be sure and do that before the time change. And the radio in your car. I, w- I think I went uh, like two months last time the time changed with the wrong time in my car just because I kept forgetting to change that. Ooh. Now, see, I have a new car, so I wonder if it was smart enough after the chip shortage issue for that particular vehicle being built. If it was smart enough to also build in the time change stuff, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. All right, I'll report back next week, so do stay tuned. We've got some tech news and commentary for you, and then we will get to your calls and address your concerns as they relate to consumer tech. Citing an increasingly challenging operating environment, Yahoo has pulled out of China. Some people would say I didn't even know they were in China. Yeah. I used to be once or twice a year for many years until the Chinese virus. And I was even in Wuhan once many, many years ago. So don't worry. I didn't bring anything back. You didn't Uh, eat a bat? No, I did not eat a bat (laughs) or get bit by one or pet one or anything like that. Uh, But 
throughout many areas of China, from Shenzhen to Beijing to Hong Kong, and all kinds of areas. Uh, and haven't done that, of course, in the last two years. And with what I've been saying about China, I don't think they'll let me in anyway in the future years. Well, because your last time there, you made the mistake of asking somebody about Tank Man. <laughs> tank Man? Tank Man. The, the Tank Man protests, the guy that, that, that you can't find, you can't oh, find anything oh, on. Oh, 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 Tiananmen on, yeah. Square. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about know. some superhero named Tank Man. No. So, <laughs> if you try to search for Tank Man in China, you, you can't oh, find anything. Oh, yeah, I know. And, and they're not even allowed to talk about it. And, and, you know. and I did. And what I got was all redacted information. And then I thought, uh-oh, there'll be a knock on my hotel room door, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'll be... The Chinese police. Hmm. Anyway, but uh, back to Yahoo. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, back to the, Yahoo. Oh, right. The withdrawal was largely symbolic, as many of the company's services were already blocked by China's digital censorship. Hmm. Uh, but recent government moves to expand its control over tech companies generally, including its domestic giants, may have tipped the scales for Yahoo. The company said, quote, In recognition of this increasingly challenging business and legal environment in China, Yahoo's suite of services will no longer be accessible from mainland China. The company's move comes as the American and Chinese governments feud over technology and trade. The U.S. has put restrictions on telecom giant Huawei and other Chinese tech companies. Rightly so. Yeah, alleging that they have ties with China's government, military, Mm. or both. And China says the U.S. is unfairly suppressing competition and trying to block China's technological rise. (laughs) Of course they're going to say that. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're just so unfair. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of unfair... Did I mention that we're coming to you from the Dexcom G6 studios? The future of diabetes management is here. Be sure to visit dexcom.com. Now, so that anti-social media company, Fakebook, of course, by now you've heard that they got a new parent company name. Uh, I, I was surprised how many people in our audience even were contacting us saying, so what do we look for now? Do we try to get uh, is there a meta app for for what used to be Facebook? No, no, no. That's still the same. They're not changing that. It still has the same old issues and problems that they've had. Back in July, you might recall us talking about Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said the focus on the antisocial networking giant would be to change to what he says is the future of the Internet or the metaverse. So, of course, Zuckerberg took another step by changing their parent company's name, which was Facebook Inc., to Meta, simply Meta, as in Metaverse, while emphasizing the need for, this is the funny part, privacy and safety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Zuck said the company's focus still remains about connecting people, (laughs) but that its focus is now Meta first and not Facebook first. Mm. Oh, please, is my reaction. The name change comes among continuing scrutiny over a whole bunch of issues. Skeptics see the move as a clumsy attempt to distract the world from its endless string of controversies. Uh, Good luck with that. One of our listeners told me that Meta is short for Metamucil. Since only old people still use Facebook. (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, and I'm told that in Hebrew... Meta means dead. Oops. <laughs> yeah. You think somebody at Fakebook would have investigated every possible use of Meta and said, okay, well, nope, it's a good name. Let's go with it. Nope, means dead in Hebrew. You know, so, sort of uh, reminds me of the old stories, whether they were true or not, of why the, the Chevy Nova car was never sold in Mexico or other Spanish countries, because in Spanish, Nova means no go. 
Oh, how appropriate. <laughs> and then, of course, it turned out to be true most of the time anyway yeah. with the Chevy Nova. Yeah, and, and piggybacking on that Facebook story, according to a new morning consult poll, a majority of Americans still have a positive view of Facebook, despite the scandals that they're going through right now. Open your eyes, people. Yeah. You are the but, product. But fewer are on board with the company's name change and the focus on Metaverse. And CEO Mark Zuckerberg remains overwhelmingly unpopular. <laughs> surprise, surprise. The poll conducted last weekend among 22. 100 U.S. adults found 55% of respondents have a very or somewhat favorable view of Facebook. Only 25% have a positive view of its new meta name. Only 22% of respondents view CEO Mark Zuckerberg favorably, and 54 of them hold an unfavorable view of him. Wow. It's as bad as the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 22%? Think think Zuck is okay? Think he's doing okay. 54% of the respondents are not happy with him. Wow. Well, which if, means there's like almost thirty percent that just have they have no idea. Yeah, or they're just they don't care. They're probably the ones that don't use Facebook. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're they're not on Meta or Metamucil. Now, if you feel sorry for these anti-social media companies, here's a story for you. Apple's decision to change the privacy settings of iPhones caused an estimated nine point eight five billion dollars of revenue to just vanish. Poof. In the second half of the year at Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, as their advertising businesses were shaken by the new rules. Oh, the poor, poor anti-social media companies that make way too much money using you as their product anyway to begin with, lost collectively almost $10 billion that just went away. And, of course, Facebook lost the most money in absolute terms uh, because of its massive size. But Snap fared the worst as a percentage of its business because its advertising is mainly tied to smartphones, which makes sense oh, since true. Snapchat isn't available on anything other than a smartphone. Oh, right. That's true because even with Facebook, you still have desktops and yeah. laptops and tablets and that sort of thing. But, yeah, if you want to Snap, you got to be on a phone. Yeah. That's kind of the only way that works. Well, it's one of the many reasons I don't Snap. Yeah, I don't. That, I don't that and I'm not either. a I'm not a 13 year old girl because we're yeah. the only ones that do Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably the case. I don't know. I'm curious about our audience. Do you use Snapchat? Do you use any of these social media? And if not, why not? And if you do, why do you use them? I mean, what do you think of them? Because I, I'm very curious to know what our audience thinks about all the goings-on with, with Facebook and Twitter and all these other things. Give us your opinion, and don't worry. Uh, even if you use bad words, we'll have our finger on the dump button. Don't worry. We can bleep you. Because when we say we want you to share tech rage, that would be one of those things. Tell us your experiences. Have you, have you been shadow banned on any of these things, Instagram, Facebook, etc., uh, Twitter, you know, is nobody suddenly seeing your posts because maybe you posted something that their fact checkers, air quotes, uh, didn't like, so they censored you? And does that cause you issues now? Your family and friends don't even see your posts? Well, you know, I'm usually very careful about not posting anything political or religious or anything on, 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 on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the few times that I have, I've noticed that my engagements have gone way down. Oh, because of course. Yeah. The, thing, the opinions I had posted about didn't necessarily match with what they want the narrative to be. Wow. So I've had a couple of friends that have uh, done screen captures and shared with me how my comments – in, on Instagram, for example, uh, have been blocked. You can hit a button to view it anyway, it says. 
but they didn't like the comment, so they block it. And they, you know, again, these friends that have shared this with me have said, well, that's unfair. You know, we don't have to agree with your comment or we can like it if we do agree or we can reply and say, I don't agree. But for us to just not even see it, if you scroll, unless you happen to see, oh, wait, blocked. Let me see why they blocked it. Well, they don't tell you why, but let me see what it was they blocked. I'm curious about our audience and having had any encounters or experience with this. Are you still on? any of these anti-social media platforms. And if you're not, why not? And again, I, you know, I, I try not to get political, and this isn't a political show, but you know, personally, I don't think it's... Into politics. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's any social network site to to censor anybody. You know, I mean, it's... And yeah, normally I would say, you know what, if you don't like their rules, then don't use the service. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, and it's really sad this is the way, social media in many places have has become as important as, like, electricity. You know, it's like another utility. So oh, it's, it's yeah. you know, like, yeah, I don't like the power company. Fine, then don't pay for their service, but I won't have power. Yeah. You know, so it's... I think they've gotten kind of too big and too important in, in the way the world works to just say, well, then just don't use their service. They have absolutely gotten too big. And, yeah. you know, there is perhaps an argument to be made about censoring if somebody is threatening bodily harm or threatening to kill someone or something. You know what? That doesn't that, belong. That, that's completely different. Yeah. And for, fine. Cover up that or, or delete those because, you know, they're threatening violence or something. But if it's an opinion... If it's, for example, a parent who's concerned about what they their kids might be taught, that's not something that their censors, their alleged fact-checkers, should be deciding on their own that it doesn't belong on the platform. R- nonsense. Now, if the parent's saying, I'm going to kill the chairman of the school board or something, <laughs> that, that's a different story. Now, it's a, it actually becomes a criminal matter as well. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be like me as a former police officer to say, okay, that's an assault. You know, that's threats and needs to be dealt with, whether it's on one of these platforms or over the phone or in person or otherwise. But it's very bizarre how they pick and choose. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what they pick and choose either because of their practices and how they're driven, uh, their political beliefs. So that, what a shame. And I do hope that there'll be some uh, updates to Section 230 at some point to say, you know, you've had all these protections for all these years, and that's got to stop because you're censoring people. And who made you the the arbiter of all this? You exactly. Know? You know, and, and personally, I don't, you know, I don't, it's not that I don't want them to censor just my, or not censor my point of view. It shouldn't be on either side. Of course you know, not. Somebody that yeah. I don't agree with, I don't want you to censor them either. They have a right to say what they, you know, sure. what they want to say. Because again, you can disagree with it. You can ignore it. You can like it. You can, whatever, you know, that's the whole point. It would seem to me of being able to have, here's a thought that they don't understand, freedom of speech. Right, because if people in this country didn't talk about anything that we disagreed with, then what are we going to all talk? We're going to talk about puppies and the weather. And I mean, come on. Oh, puppies. Oh. <laughs> you know, I think you know, half the conversations I have with anybody in this world are about things we disagree on. Of course. But that's the point is you, you hit the nail on the head. You have a conversation about it. And that's fine. You know, we've got a couple of good friends that totally are opposite our thoughts and agreements. We're still good friends. Yeah. It's just, you know, and then sometimes one or the other of us has to say, all right, enough of that. Let's move on because, you know, we're just getting mad at each other and that's not the point. You know, we can have a, a good discourse and, and you can agree to disagree and, and all that sort of thing. But there's the key to have a conversation. 
and see what happens. Yeah. Netflix is officially ready to compete with the likes of Fortnite, launching its expansion into the gaming world because they don't make enough money as it is. The streamer has rolled out five exclusive mobile games to all Android subscribers. Sorry, you iPhoneies. Including two based off of its Stranger Things franchise. Users can download Netflix games from the Google Play Store, requiring a Netflix subscription to play. Netflix also began rolling out games to the app itself. So there you go. If you don't get enough with series and movies and shorts and other stuff from Netflix, but you're a gamer... Now maybe they can just rope you in for that reason. Can't you see the excitement on my face for the Netflix games? Oh, is that what that look is? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's excitement. Yeah. Again, what does our audience think about Netflix gaming? Will you be signing up for that? You can now. It's, it's already been launched. So will you be? Did you? Uh, could you care less? Whatever. 800-899-INTO. And Chris is going to tell you other ways to participate. But that happens to be the toll-free number from anywhere in North America. If you still use your phone as a phone, 1-800-899-4686. Anytime, 24-7. You could also download the free Into Tomorrow app. You just search for those two words in your favorite app store, as long as your favorite app store is either the iOS app store or the Google Play store. Those are really the only app stores that matter. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be one of those two. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's a little message to studio button that'll allow you to record a message and send it right to us. You could also, in a very similar fashion, visit our site on anything with a browser and a microphone and click the Ask Dave microphone. And that's at uh, intotomorrow.com. Yeah, you'll see a little it's red or pinkish or what, red, I think. Red. Uh, it's yeah. kind of red. And there's a microphone and it says Ask Dave. And it's on the right or the lower right, depending on what device you might be on with what browser. But you can't miss it. And then we ask only three things of you if you use that method, because it is probably a very, very e- – well, not probably. It is a very easy method to participate. But we sort of need to prompt you to give your first name, where you're calling from, and how you hear the show. Yeah. There you go. I think it does prompt you to do that when you hit the button. Intotomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. Welcome back to Into Tomorrow. It's Cameron Graveline. Yep. We're in our 26th year bringing you the latest tech now. Back to the guys. Well, thank you, young guy. You know, he's only nine. And I think it's funny when he says, yep, we're in our 26th year. It's like our 26th year. He's only nine. But he's excited about the fact that we're 26 years on the air, soon to be 27. We launch our 27th year 
at the big Consumer Electronics Show, which they tell you doesn't stand for anything. It's just CES. It's the Consumer Electronics Show. Come on, Shapiro and company. Get with it. At least we hope we actually launch it there because we've already bought our airline tickets and booked the hotel. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And uh, non-refundable everything. But at the moment, even though we're going to have to wear masks all the time, I think even while we sleep in the hotel, I don't know, but masks from sunrise to sunset and then some, but we're going to be doing as many interviews as we can. We'll pull the mask off just for the interviews. It'll be our uh, first remote broadcast in, what, two years? <laughs> yeah. Actually, well, will it? Yes. Well, since since the CES yeah, CES 2020 was our last remote because we got back from CES and then all hell broke loose. Wow. <laughs> That's true. And a lot of people got the Rona at CES. Well, yeah, because it's two a Chinese years ago. Electric show, electronic show. That's true. It's not consumer <laughs> electronic show. It's the Chinese electronic show for the most part. But we're going to try to get to as many folks as we can. Do stay tuned into tomorrow.com. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-539-9460. That's 1-800-539-9460. 1-800-539-9460. United We Stand, 1-800-539-9460. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This during our 26th year On the air, bringing you the latest in cool technology, consumer tech, products, services, gadgets, gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. And, of course, I thank you for tuning in, but I also thank you in advance for calling in and participating on the program because you, our listeners, really make the show. Your questions, your help for other listeners, your tech rage that you want to share with us, whatever the case We want to hear from you, and you can do that anytime at your leisure, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, perhaps when you think of a tech question, and then tune in to the broadcast, the next broadcast, or podcast, or stream, however you hear the show, and you'll hear your call and our answer. Easy ways to participate as well. The easiest, of course, is to download the free Into Tomorrow app. Search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow and mash that button that says message the studio again anytime at your leisure or if you use your phone as a phone these days who does that well some people still do you can call us anytime it's toll free from anywhere in north america 800-899 into 1-800-899-4686 and the newest way that a lot of folks are taking advantage of on any device with a browser and a microphone Visit us at intotomorrow.com 
and click on the right-hand side there, lower right, depending on which browser or if it's a smartphone or laptop or tablet or what have you. And you'll see that Ask Dave button and participate that way. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. According to the American Cancer Society, breast cancer is the most common cancer in American women and the second leading cause of cancer death. Our next guest is with an organization that is working to transform breast cancer care through genetic and cell-free DNA testing. The GM of oncology from a company called Natera is Solomon Moshkovich. Solomon, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Thank you. Great to be here. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Tell me first a little bit about Natera as an organization, and then let's get into some of the very cool things you guys are doing. Great. Natera is a leader in genetic testing and in medical diagnostics, informing medical decisions for people with cancer, uh, for pregnant women, and for people with organ transplants. And uh, today I'm here to talk about the importance of early detection when it comes to cancer and some pretty remarkable new technologies that are enabling that. Yeah, and part of your introduction that I did was talking about through genetic and cell-free DNA testing. What does that mean? Right, so uh, I'm looking to talk about two separate tests, both offered by Natera. Uh, One is going to detect changes or mutations in the DNA that were inherited uh, at birth and are present in all the cells in the body, Uh which might confer an increased risk of being diagnosed with breast cancer uh, in one's lifetime. The other test I want to talk about is uh, is specific for people who have already been diagnosed with cancer, and that's one for picking up cancer recurrence. And that's really the more novel technology uh, that can pick up recurrence just from a simple blood test as much as two years earlier than standard diagnostics. Wow. And that has to make, obviously, an incredible difference in how one gets treated and how one deals with the issue. That's absolutely right. You know, we can't always guess who's going to get cancer and when, um, but we do know that the earlier you catch it, uh, the best chance you've got at a cure. And and so that's what Natera is really here to do, is to drive earlier detection and great testing um, to enable that for everybody. And Solomon, I'm assuming the signs of breast cancer are not the same for all women, correct? That's correct. So uh, about one in every eight women are expected to be diagnosed at some point in their life with breast cancer. Um, but if you're a carrier of a inherited breast cancer gene, that risk can go up to as high as 87%. And for most women, Uh, are recommended to get an annual mammogram to screen for breast cancer starting at the age of 45. But for people who are at increased risk uh, because they're carrying one of these mutations in their uh, their DNA, uh, screening can actually include an annual MRI as well as an annual mammogram starting at a much earlier age. Oh, so I hadn't heard specifically about MRIs in the past, certainly mammograms, but that also sheds some considerable additional light, no doubt. Well, that's right. And, and these are expensive tests that uh, somebody w- you will have insurance coverage for both the MRI and the mammogram if you're found to be carrying one of these mutations. Uh, so it's very important to talk to your doctor, find out if, uh, if you might be uh, a carrier of one of these inherited mutations. Uh, which can drive about 5 to 10% of all breast cancer diagnoses. 
Wow. And so who overall then is most at risk? I mean, is it, do you find these days, especially that there's more genetics involved that folks are realizing hopefully in enough time to deal with it? Um, in general, who's most at risk? Uh, the people who are most at risk are the ones who are either who have a family history uh, with family members who were diagnosed at an early age or who are a carrier of one of these inherited mutations. But I I think the people who really are at the highest risk are the ones who've already been diagnosed with cancer in the past. Uh And that's why it's so critical to talk about early detection of recurrence. Because for people who have been diagnosed, this is not just about awareness. It's about living under a cloud of anxiety for a long time to know whether the cancer is really gone. And there is a new technology from Natera that uh, can detect just tiny traces of tumor DNA that are circulating in the blood. That's why it's called circulating tumor DNA. Uh, and, uh, and those can be detected. Even a single molecule of tumor DNA in a tube of blood can be t- detected with high accuracy many months or even years earlier than it becomes visible on a scan. And that's technology available from Natera. That sounds like something very unique in terms of what you guys are doing, more so than some others. Yes, this is uh, this is really new. It's been uh, introduced uh, just two years ago. The test is called Signatera because it looks for a signature of mutations that were found only in the tumor. These are not inherited mutations, only in the tumor. And every patient gets a custom-designed, custom-built test just for them to look only for the mutations that were present in their cancer. So it's, it's real personalized medicine at work. Um, this technology has been designated by the FDA as a breakthrough device, and it's already been covered for certain cancer types by Medicare and other insurers. Okay. So it's making a big impact on how cancer is managed. Yes. Not only in breast cancer, I want to mention, but also in colorectal cancer, lung cancer, bladder cancer, and really across most solid tumors. So, Solomon, is it easy to find out if someone has inherited a breast cancer gene? Is that the kind of thing that you guys, of course, have been working on for some time? And is, is it making it easier for people to know? Yes. So the, the test is, a, is really a simple blood test. Um, and this test has been available for several years now, um, probably about a decade. And uh, I think over the past decade, scientists have learned more and more about which people uh, are at greatest risk. And there's been a general trend for, uh, for coverage and uh, a coverage of testing in more and more women, which is a great trend because really everybody should think about finding out if they might be a carrier of an inherited mutation. Oh, for sure. And obviously, individuals who've had a significant history of breast cancer in the family, uh, I'm guessing, are typically at a higher risk of developing the disease. But if that's not the case in your family, don't ignore it either. That's right. Uh, It's critical to not only know for yourself, but to inform your own family members uh, about uh, about whatever your test results are so that they can get tested as well. And again, might qualify for that increased level of screening mm-hmm. to detect a cancer as early as possible. I'd like to also say that it's critical to tell your loved ones about the new recurrence test, about the Signatera test, because it's so new that many people do not know about it yet. Some physicians do not know about it yet, being adopted very quickly. And so uh, really you should visit the website, visit natera.com, N-A-T-E-R-A.com, 
learn more about this technology and bring it to your physician and, and get tested. It certainly sounds, Solomon, that uh, you and your team are revolutionizing that standard of care with that next generation, especially the cell-free DNA testing that you're doing. So we do invite our audience to visit your site, as you mentioned, N-A-T-E-R-A, natera.com. We'll get you there, too, of course, when you visit intotomorrow.com. Solomon, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Very important work that you guys are doing. Keep it up. And uh, we're happy to share that information with our audience. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. It's our pleasure. Solomon is the GM of Oncology at Natera at natera.com. Again, intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. another fun Into Tomorrow tech tidbit for you. Chris has got to freshen some of them up, though. We're repeating a couple here. Thanks to 3D printing technology, did you know NASA can basically email tools to astronauts up at the International Space Station? And it's like, hey, no problem. You need a special tool for that. Oh, I don't think we have that in the toolbox. We'll email it to you. And you think, well, how can they do that? Well, they're emailing to the 3D printer. And it prints a tool for them, and then they can do their spacewalk or whatever they got to do and fix something. So that's pretty cool, I think. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. And by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start your own podcast. Visit blubrry.com. It's basically Blueberry without the E's because they were more expensive. Blueberry.com. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Here's Chris. This, 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 this. This week in 1895, scientist Wilhelm Röntgen took the first X-ray pictures of Dave Graveline. I know nothing. <laughs> what? Nothing. First, no, that's not true. Okay. Not the fact that well, you know nothing. The fact that they took X-rays of me. Okay. Well, it is true that he took the first X-rays in 1895. This week, I wasn't around then. Thank you. Barely. <laughs> not until 1897. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had been experimenting with electricity, but failed to turn off the machine. The device he was working with overheated and emitted rays. Röntgen came upon. The the scientific principle that would allow him to take x-ray pictures. Other x-rays had been observed before this, but Röntgen was the only one to prove that the machine had worked. Now, he may have been a clever scientist, but he had no business savvy. He never patented his x-ray machine, and because of that, never made any money off of it. What a shame. 
You yeah. got you got to patent these things. Uh-huh. In 1980 this week, the NASA space probe Voyager 1 made its closest approach to Saturn and took the first images of its rings. Voyager 1 was launched in 1977 and still remains operational after more than 44 years, communicating with the Deep Space Network to receive routine commands and transmit data to Earth. Heck, I'm barely operational after that many years. This is true. (laughs) In 1990 this week, Sir Tim Berners-Lee published a formal proposal for what we know now as the World Wide Web. Before settling on that name, the World Wide Web was very close to being referred to as the information mesh. Uh, During my service in the United States at Congress, uh, I took the initiative in creating the Internet. Nonsense. (laughs) Another politician lying. It was Sir Tim. Yep. And this week in 2004, Firefox 1.0 was released. The Internet browser has had more than 80 versions since then, and while very popular, ranks only third on desktops with about an 8% market share just behind Safari, but very far behind the number one desktop browser. Uh, Let me guess. Chrome. Yes. Okay. Which has a nearly 70% market share of desktop browsers. Wow. I can remember when that was Firefox. Yeah. Holding a substantial lead, but no more. Now it's Chrome. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the global innovation show since 1924 for consumer tech and home appliances, and by IFA Next, the launchpad for innovations. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. How about that? We gave you a closing jingle now this time. Rod in Broomfield, Colorado, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast via TuneIn in this case. Hey, Rod. Hey, Dave. I'm wondering about Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 5 building a new home and it's supposedly Internet ready. So I'm wondering what kind of a modem I should get to... uh, make it most effective in the home. So I appreciate your answers. I love your show. Well, thank you, sir. We do appreciate your participation and your fine comments. Uh, but, Rod, Wi-Fi 5 and Wi-Fi 6 are just the new marketing names for 802.11ac and 802.11ax. If you've bought a router in the last few years, you're probably already using 802.11ac, whether it was called Wi-Fi 5 or not when you bought it. Now, if you're looking to future-proof, you probably don't want either, since Wi-Fi 6e is already out there, though not in huge numbers yet. Wi-Fi 6e adds support for the 6 gigahertz band, to the regular Wi-Fi 6 specs. Yeah, Wi-Fi 6 in general, 6E or not, is a good choice for a home if you have or plan to have a lot of smart devices, as the new standard includes improvements to allow devices to handle increased traffic more efficiently. Look up orthogonal frequency division multiple access if you Woo. want all the boring technical details. Yeah. <laughs> Wi-Fi 6 devices also get the best real-world connection speeds, but that's more important in the lab than most other places. Most routers are more than capable of fully using most internet connection speeds available. Now, you did ask about modems. Modems are pretty simple. Just get any DOCSIS 3.1 modem and you'll be good to go as long as your internet connection speed is below 6 gigabits per second. Now, without getting too technical, DOCSIS is a standard that providers use for getting internet signals over existing coax cable systems. Uh, If you need up to 10, you'll have to look for a DOCSIS 4.0 modem, but you'll have a hard time finding one today. Yeah. So, Rod, I hope that helps you out. All the details, as always, in our show notes when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. In this case, look for Hour 1 for the show of November 5th, 2021. Again, at intotomorrow.com. 
can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. As Into Tomorrow continues, thank you for tuning into the program. Thank you even more for joining us. Stay tuned. We're going to share some prizes available this week. But want to remind you, as we do always, to back up your important data and check your spam filters frequently. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Autonomous, how today works from home. See your new home office at autonomous.ai. Chris in Delaware listens on 105.9 WXDE. Hello, Chris. If you put Windows on an iPad, does everything work like it would work on your laptop if you had Windows? And then what does it cost to do that? You have to pay for a subscription each year. Well, Chris, I can tell you very simply, nothing will run. Microsoft doesn't support the iPad's hardware architecture in Windows, and it just won't run at all. Yeah, Back in August, Microsoft released Windows 365, which will run on any device that can access the Internet. But it's basically just Windows in a browser, so it wouldn't replace your operating system. Uh, at the moment, it's also only marketed at businesses, not individual consumers. Yeah, but stay tuned. We'll let you know if and when it should become available for consumers if you want to try to put it on your iPad and see if that'll help. I mean, it's like trying to take a CD and put it into a VCR. It's just not going to (laughs) work. Okay. That's an analogy. I don't know if it's a good one or not. That us us older people can relate to. Older people, (laughs) yeah. The younger kids, what's a CD? What's What's, a VHS? Yeah, what? what, Huh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good, Good point. When you call in and participate, no promises, no guarantees, but do mention a couple of the items Chris is about to tell you that we have for you this week. And we'll do our best to try to get one or more of those items to you. From Sylvania, we've got Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs, so you can control your lights with any mobile device. We've got, uh, from Pet Peanut, a fun new way to manage your tech rage. Killer Concepts has sent some of their Piggy Pro phone stands. These are razor-thin stands that stick to the back of any phone. We've got True Wireless Earbuds with Touch Control from Diesel. And WGP Glasses Bluetooth Audio Sunglasses. And all you got to do to win any of those items is participate on the show. Let us hear you on the broadcast. Easy ways real quick to do it. Call the 800 number, 800-899-INTO. Use the free Into Tomorrow app or click that Ask Dave button on our site at intotomorrow.com. 